before the meeting, if you have a person face-to-face meeting by teams or, or, or even person to person, I mean, really to get to know the background of the of the company and what type of products they have, so that you would be in a let's say relatively fast pace, you would be able to already give some sort of a context to the possible customer that how how are you able to help them with their mm. business. So mm. basically, try to have this kind of a personalized, I mean, uh, kind of a approach already in the first meeting. This is the Scale with Sales podcast. Today, we're speaking to Yoni from Top Tester about how to get the most out of events, networking tips, and the benefits of organizations such as Business Finland. Welcome to Scale with Sales with me, Rasmus Basilea. And we have Yoni Huatari here from Top Tester, who were in the Euroscalers roughly one year ago. Nice to see you, yeah, Yoni. Yeah, nice to see you again, Rasmus. I'm very happy to be here. All right, cool. So for those of you who don't know, what does Top Tester do? Yeah, so we are a testing company located here in northern Finland, in, in Rovaniemi. And uh, we basically offer reliability, different types of reliability tests, uh, mechanical environmental tests for, for, for our customers. We are mainly working with research and development departments of other companies. So do I do I get it right? So you would have like up there in Rovaniemi, you make a hole in the ice and you'll put a phone uh, or a mechanical component on a little wire, put it down into the ice water and you take it up uh, frozen and hit it with a sledgehammer and then you see if it still works. Yeah, for example, something like that. So so yeah, so different types of environmental, environmental and mechanical tests like, like impacts and, and uh, humidity and corrosion and stuff like this. And the scale we are, I mean, the... Uh, size scale we are working with is, is that we are starting from electrical components, very small ones, and we can go up to even devices up to 500 kilograms, something like that. So the scale is quite quite huge. Oh, that's cool. So I mean, at least all this testing stuff is, I mean, because you're trying to, well, you're not trying to break them, but you're, you're testing like where, where do they break? So I would find that kind of funny just to push these materials. Is like, how far can I push this? Yeah, that's of course one part of it. The other other one is actually testing the reliability. So we have international standards that, that okay, this, this equipment needs to fulfill, fulfill these reliability standards and, and fulfill these test requirements. So we do these tests and see if the if the things we test actually can manage manage the stresses we give them, so it's not always breaking things, but also test the actual reliability. Yeah. So, so my my fantasy idea of just taking stuff and breaking them is not is not a only that's not a business only. No, no, not, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it! All right, but now that's good. But okay, so that's it's a cool company. So yeah, cool company up in Rovaniemi I mean, in the cold. It's like it's in is it north of the polar circle even like or almost it's on the polar circle. It's very north. Yeah, it's in the Arctic Circle, actually. Yeah, yeah, basically so. Yeah, so super north for those of you who don't know, like how north it is. It's so north that you like you only go there if you're crazy. That's how <laughs> north it is. Uh, so tourists and Yoni lives up yeah, there. Yeah, tourists uh, and us. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool. I've been there. It's a cool place. And you have Santa Claus as well. You have to yeah, have that. yeah, that's and true. He lives there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm curious about sales and marketing. That's why we're here. So you guys have been around for a while. So would you like to share some uh, some stuff that you've been doing that that uh, like over the time that you have uh, worked on that you find that has been working? And also I'm curious if things that haven't worked as well. Yeah, so basically what we have been working lately, we have been focusing on networking quite quite heavily. Mm-hmm. 
So, so we have found that, okay, this kind of uh, cold email campaigns, for example, that they are not working very well with us. Mm-hmm. So we, we really need to have this very specific customer need at hand and that, so that the customers actually basically want to buy, buy anything from us. So, so mainly, especially in abroad, these networking events are very important for us. So we have to really mm-hmm. be present there and, and uh, in different types of events and, and uh, make real, real life, life contacts. So those yeah. are the things that are working uh, the, in the best way with us. So, so, I mean, all traditional live events, even of course Teams, Teams was very, let's say, heavily used, used during this Corona thing, but, but pre, after Corona and pre-Corona, I mean, always the uh, person-to-person interface was the best one with us yeah are you able to do it like how much of that is are you able to do you know and you know we were working together so, you know I'm, I'm i really like cold emails i think but i only like what works so if it doesn't work uh, you shouldn't do them and that's like logical right so but i'm curious that how to do these live events in a because because like it's very draining to go to travel to this place and it's expensive too so have you find any way to how to make the most out of these uh, events yeah, we actually changed a little bit our strategy, especially abroad, because previously we always, you know, went to mess or or, or, or these big events with our own stand, which was of course very expensive. Mm. So nowadays we have been more focused on that. That we usually try to find, uh, let's say, this kind of a Finnish network that they have a let's say a common common larger stand, and we only have a one one table there basically, and made. Many times it's actually free of charge, so we only have to pay for the travel expenses, and then then uh, then we can be present there, uh, two or three persons, and then we can go around, of course, in this this event. And, and but is that? I mean, this sounds cheaper, but is it more effective? Effective because now you have like the Finland booth, and you're just one small part. Is it still worth it? Yeah, I, we find it. It's 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 actually it's it has been paying off better to us than the cold email campaigns. So, for example, during Euroscalers, I personally invested quite a lot of work to do this, this cold email campaigns and, and actually learn how to use these automated programs and so on. But I actually didn't get anything out of it, basically. A few, few nice conversations, but no, no, no not, not real leads or anything like that. Then we actually did another campaign. Uh, our co-operator who was working with marketing us did another this kind of cold email can automated cold email campaign no result so it's not it's not working at least not in abroad it's not working with us so we we need to have this kind of a face to face conversation with our customer and that is of course it's it basically means that of course the cost per meeting is much higher or cost mm. per lead is much higher but then they are actually really this kind of a, let's say very promising uh, business meetings yeah so, and if you send emails and nobody responds like their cost is unlimited and zero at the same time like no because <laughs> there's no effect but so I'm, but I'm curious about the events and how do you uh, how do you make the ex- events successful so one is that you in your case if you can go to like a finland booth or something it's much smarter because you don't the bigger you didn't need the full-size booth it was just expensive so that wasn't really worth it but so how what's your strategy when you're at one of these events how do you make sure to meet all these people that you need to meet uh, of course, uh, we we try to do as much 
work as possible. This is something we actually changed. Previously, we went to these mess and conferences and stuff like that, like just like we went there and we didn't do any work previous. I mean, then, and the effect was not so well, but it, you really need to basically do some work before before the actual event and try to already arrange at least some meetings or at, at least find out that where I, I should go visit, see what kind mm -hmm. of companies and then make a plan that, that these are the ones I should actually focus on. And, and uh, we actually nowadays, we have a very good, good team that, that is doing this work with us. The other part is, of course, that if you have, a, let's say, a little bit larger Finnish network there, I mean, that, that it's basically the network is also basically feeding each other there. So it's very cool that, that, that you can actually maybe like um, forward these, these people you are talking, your potential customers to the other Finnish company and vice versa as well. Mm. So it's, it's like this network is also working very well in, in, in the event actually. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's another benefit because like you don't because you kind of get a sales force that's a little bit larger than because they will meet people that don't fit with what they sell. They be like, you know, you should talk with Johnny because he he has this thing that you might need. That's 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 yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So at least you can plan. So before the event, you can plan like at least where should I be going? Mm -hmm. do you, but you now we get to cold cold contacting again. But do you contact anybody before the event and say oh, we will be here? We would love to see you. Or do you? Yeah, yeah. We of course we try to do that as well, but but maybe. It's it's a, of course tricky. It's also a cold, as you said, it's a cold mm. cold contact, so it's a little bit tricky. But the main is to be there and ha have at least some sort of a plan how to proceed there. Yeah, I think that Business Finland has so many good things. Uh, many of them, many times, these stands are run by Business Finland. So uh, I I have heard good things. I haven't heard about the stands if they're good or bad. But at least from your perspective, it seems to be very useful. So that's something I will take into account when recommending to other companies as well to to make use of these. Yeah, because, you know, if you have your own stand, uh, it's, it's like uh, at least four, four to six thousand euros, even though, even though if you have a small, small booth there. In the, in the, so it's, it's quite cost, especially to a smaller company. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. And if you want to try to go to more than one of these a month, you know, it starts to really rack up. Uh, you know, it's like a one person salary, you know, per, per time. And on the other hand, if you don't have anything there, you are just walking around like a, as a visitor, and then when you go to these uh, these uh, exhibition booths to the other companies, they are very annoyed because you are not officially part of the you basically this event. So they so that's also a thing. So now you basically have this kind of a official justification to walk around there and try to sell to sellers something. So that's also <laughs> one thing. Is, <laughs> All right, there we go. Yoni has, has find the ha found the hack that how to get this to work. <laughs> yeah, and we even have the like expedition explorer in the business Finland money, but you can only get it if you go with with a small group. So sometimes business Finland organizes these, and you should use them. But if you if you know yourself like oh this event this uh, mess suit is very good to go to, at this exhibition, then you can find if you find another I think it's three other companies or something. You don't have to be that many, but it's like okay, we'll go there together. Uh, we we sell all kinds of different things, but we are from Finland. The market is interesting for us. You can get some funding for that too. Yeah, and 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 one thing I would like to point out this this let's say local business units. I mean the business all we have been going with business all to several events. Yeah, because we also have an office in all, so we can we are allowed, allowed to join them. So, so basically, this is something also that these uh, these city uh, networking things they use many times actually 
go also to these uh, different types of events with their with their with their, with their local network. So this is also something to consider. I know that, for example, Business Rovanin had has been going to some some uh, mining mining events or something like that. Does it not say? Yeah, we have Business Finland, and they have at local cities like wherever you're located with the company. You should tag along because they also do things. At least Business Olo. I think I know Business Turka has done some, and I I bet they're doing it all over the place. So that's that's good as well. When uh, how about sales in Finland? What strategy are you using here? Yeah, of course, similar strategy also in Finland as abroad, messages, events, networking. But then in Finland, we are actually using also cold calling. Mm-hmm. And we are using an external company to do this work for us. And it, in Finland, it has been working as actually quite well. So we don't do the calling ourselves. We, we use another company. But anyway, it's, it's working very well. And, and uh, we are getting quite, quite nice, let's say, responses. Especially now that we have been doing this like uh, over one year now, so so it's it's working actually quite well. Well, so that's that's good. Yeah, for all of us here in Finland, like calling still works. We're the virgin land. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we can still call. But I, I think that I, I whenever I do it, I, I love it that you can usually get the person on the phone and have a five minute conversation. If, and so it's it's absolutely worth it if you can do it. I will say. So that's very nice. So do you have any uh, tips and tricks you'd like to share in general when it comes to sales? It could be in like the outreach, it could be in the actual meeting, uh, anything that you would like to share that you think would be like good stuff that you happen to know about. Especially if you think uh, yourself, giving yourself tips like, you know, three years back, like if uh, you could tell young Yoni how these things, how, how to do these things. I would say that compared to three, three or five years back, I mean, that really actually try to before the meeting if you have a person face-to-face meeting by teams or 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 even person to person i mean really to get to know the background of the of the company and what type of products they have so that you would be in a let's say relatively fast pace you would be able to already give some sort of a context to the possible customer that how how are you able to help them with their Mm -hmm. business so this is the not not like this that you just go to a meeting and you you have a like a slideshow you go through and it's it's not any way basically related to the uh, things that the your the, the other other company is doing. So mm-hmm. basically, try to have this kind of a personalized, I mean, uh, kind of a approach already in the first meeting. So I would say that this is actually quite important. Yeah. yeah. So personalize it more and be ready. I think that for me, if I'm if I'm translating that for me, it would be that when I, I look at the company that I want to work with, I would say something in the call that, you know, I, I see that you're doing, the, you're doing the things. And, you know, from my perspective, if we could, no, first I would ask you much more questions like, what are you guys doing? And what are your, what way, where are you trying to go with the company? And same like things like this. But after that little quick analysis, I have in my idea a hypothesis. And I can say, looking at you know, what you said and also like what I've been understanding about your company, uh, if we work together, we should we might be able to get these type of outcomes like based on what you where you want to go. I could help you get there, and I could say like you know that, and then I was exp- maybe explain why, and then I said, does that make sense from your perspective? Do you see that that could that could be a way forward? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, also one thing is of course quite important that you are actually talking to the right person. Mm. That's actually also what what I what we have noticed that it's if if 
we are talking about testing mostly or reliability management or something like that concerning dog testers. So if the person there is not really, it's not actually a thing that's on their table, so to speak, it's, uh, it's quite pointless to try to reason or talk with them. So it, I mean, you, re- you should actually also, of course, always try to find the right person you are talking. Oh, yeah. So in, in the past, who, who was the person that was uh, you thought were right, but actually usually turned out to be the wrong person? Many, many times, I mean, we in the past, we thought that some, some maybe research and development uh, manager or something like that mm-hmm. might be the right person. I mean, de- I mean, this, of course, depends also, also on the size of the company. Yeah, so it could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. It could be. But m- m- what we have seen, like project managers, for example, nowadays, they are many times responsible also the testing part of their own process. So these are, and they are actually sitting on top of the money yeah. on, on the project funding, basically. Yeah. So they have certain funds to their project and they are making the decisions that where, where should we buy, for example, test. So, so, this so is, the R&D yeah. guy, even if he's connected to the project, he will not be sitting on the budget. So he might like this, but then you still have to convince the project manager to release the funds. Yeah. Ah. And the other part we have been focusing lately a bit more focus is actually actually uh, salespersons. So because they they are of course they are of course selling the product, and they would like to see that that okay these these types of tests would improve our sales. Yeah, they might even be saying that like oh I've been needing because every the customers are complaining that we don't have these tests, and then you can use him as or him or her as a, a resource like like an angle in. To say like, no, we have it now. Can we talk with your manager about it? He'd be like, yeah, you should absolutely. I'll give you a good word and let's, let's move That's ahead. That's it, yeah. Ah, that's clever. Like I, I've said before, so calling to salespeople is a good thing because they usually have time to answer so that you can, you can get meetings with salespeople easier than maybe with other people because they are like actively out there. That's their whole life is more or less being, you know, in meetings. So they will, they will, they will be able to take a quick call with you. Yeah, so that's a nice trick <laughs> that you've been able to get there. Yeah. And is in for those of you listening here, it's all about experimentation. Like what you hear from Yoni is like they tried this, they tried that, they tried that. So that that's how you find it. There's there's nobody giving you the, the golden ticket to how to make things work. If it was that easy, it, people would sell all the time. Yeah, yeah. And basically, of course, you are not able to see beforehand that what is actually working and what is not. So, for example, this cold calling in Finland. So we thought that no, it won't work with us. Hmm. Absolutely not. But then, okay, we had a nice, let's say, had a nice offer with, with one Finnish company who was doing this. And, and okay, well, let's try it and see how it works. It worked very well. The responses have, have been actually very good. So the co- company has been, that was doing the calling, they have been saying that, that of course, always the first response is like, ah, why are you calling mm-hmm. me or something like that. But then when, when they hear what is the company they are representing there and what is the topic, so that usually it changes totally, and, and it is, they said that it's very easy actually to get these people to to a teams meeting with us. So it has been totally a big surprise that it's working so well in Finland. Yeah, yeah. The pro- I mean, it might work also in Central Europe. I don't know, but the prices are so expensive to get these these people. It's it's hard to find the the numbers, and even if you have the numbers and you call the people. Um, their laws, the, their rules are a bit different and their attitude towards it is different. It's like they, they, they don't appreciate it. Like in Finland, yeah, they can be a little bit upset when you're like, hey, who are you? Like, but if, if you have a good offer, you'd be like, ah, 
I'm not going to listen to it. But in I've noticed, at least when trying to call to most places in middle uh, Europe, it's that they will be like, they're categorically not interested, mm. kind of. Yeah. Like they, it, maybe from a small location. Like I, I did call, I worked with uh, Scotland for a while. That was easier. Scotland, I mean, I don't know if you can call that middle Europe or not, but anyway, they were, because that's not where everybody's trying to go. It's not London or something like this. Mm. Then you, they are, they they share similarities with us here in Finland being like, you know, they're more open-minded to listen to alternatives because they don't, they don't get many people to call, call them. So you only do want to care. Is there anything that you guys are developing? Just want to share. It doesn't have to be sales or marketing, but I'm just curious that, uh, well, yeah, I mean, of course, we are all, all the time developing new new test methods. I believe that for for us also the let's say the battery business and so on will be will be one of the focus points in new things also for us because I mean it's coming, it's already here, and I believe it's coming more and more in the future. So mm. so it's there's also the question of the reliability of the batteries. So so that is something for us to consider we are working working towards it as also now um yeah marketing and sales i mean videos are nice test videos <laughs> yeah are, that's the other one yeah a, yeah so so that is something we do quite let's say quite a lot also so yeah yeah because you can showcase what are we doing and how does it because i guess especially as you said if you sell to the r d guy he gets the test but maybe the product manager or the sales guy who you now like reach out, should be reaching out to, they don't understand if you say that, you know, well, within this very variable uh, amount, you can get this results of this, how many Kelvins can res- resist. And they're like, I- I'll do it. I don't get it. But if they see a video of you like doing something with this, cooling it, hitting it, pushing it like electronically to the limit, and you can, and you can compare it to other things, it's so easy for them. Oh, okay. This is what you're doing. All right. Then they... I think most of us forget that, we, including myself, that we have to show how the things work. Otherwise, people don't, they don't just, you can just say it. They're like, yeah, you say whatever you want. Like, talk is cheap. Like, how does this really work? So I think that's a, a note for all of us to start recording more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some of our customers have even found, find, found a marketing angle with this. So they are basically doing a cooperation video with us for their product during the testing testing and, uh, and, and uh, they use use the video in their own marketing for the products. So yeah. quite cool. Yeah. That's clever. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. All right. But I think you only recovered quite a lot here in, in 20 minutes or so. So uh, I'll say thank you very much. Anything else you want to say to the audience before we round off? No, I believe I'm I'm good and, and uh, thank you for this interview. It was very nice. So thank you, Yoni, very much for coming to the uh, podcast and thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Scale with Sales podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts. So find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Rasmus Basileo and you'll find me there. I'll make it a point to respond to all messages I get. If startup sales and international expansion interests you more, you can find more insights and resources at euroscalers.com. Thank you again for listening.